<laughs> oh, missed my cough button. You asshole. <laughs> I'm trying to cram chili in my chili hole. Do you have a fart button? <laughs> Guess who's back? Back again. It's coronavirus. <laughs> uh, just that's right. Just like Eminem, I am going through a little bit of a relapse. And I've yeah. And uh, we currently do not know if you are listening, dear listeners, to this episode or if this episode is in the garbage because we've quit halfway oh, through. Man, if we quit half Schrodinger's if we episode quit halfway through, we should keep it and just do a two parter. We shouldn't just throw it away. Okay. We'll miss all those very good uh, jokes that I make in every episode that are definitely worth mm-hmm. keeping. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> sorry. Um, I have a, a cough button, but it is a virtual cough button, uh, so I don't always hit it right in time. So if I'm, I've got some coughs in this episode, that's why, dear listener... Can you just play a sound sample, like uh, a funny sound effect instead? Well, just over your Oh, cough? yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> or. <laughs> oh, your coffee is just making me sad. Or. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is fun. <laughs> I kind of like the I kind of like the sheep one. Uh, That's pretty good. all right you're upsetting our listeners will you explain what our show is oh yeah it's a it's it's a well that's a that's that was slick making me explain it rather than that train wreck that you went through last week trying to explain what it is good job (laughs) i think i wouldn't notice that huh this is a a show a podcast you might say about artists that may be misunderstood unrecognized or dismissed and i'm nathan hunt I'm Cameron DeWitt. We're listening to the unplanned mixtape by Macklemore. And I think he should unplan more of his albums because this one, it was only 10 songs. And that was, that was just a light, refreshing, just little, uh, little dip into Macklemore and then right back out, toweled off, ready to talk about our experience. Just a nice little taste. (laughs) didn't go on too long well yeah it definitely was shorter than uh the other ones yeah it's like 40 minutes love it it's fine i love how short it is yeah love a good 40 minute album that being said it's not great yeah it's it's not (laughs) Uh, i mean i wouldn't say that it's a good album (laughs) i mean besides its shortness i would say there's some there's some nice moments and we get to hear from a lot of other rappers, which I think is, yeah, is good. I was looking at the genius. One of these songs is like straight up a different person's or a different group's song. And Macklemore just grabbed the whole thing and inserted his own verse into it. And like had Ryan Lewis put a new backing track in, like remixed it. Oh, that's that. Yeah. So that's one way. reason why there's a bunch more different rappers on this is they just like, I, I mean, stole um is not the right word necessarily but they just like y- yank this this group's whole song <laughs> they, they didn't steal it they, they yanked, yanked it. it they did 
yeah. Yeah, the unplanned mixtape. If you if you listen to this on Spotify, there were only five tracks. And I haven't checked which tracks oh. they are, but I'm guessing they're just the ones that he didn't yank. Ah, uh, yeah. The ones that didn't have uncleared so samples. Instead, instead, I listened to this uh, on a, a, a YouTube uh, compilation link, and that's what will be linked in the show notes. Oh, I, I listened to it on Sound, SoundCloud or Bandcamp. Oh, they got on SoundCloud? It's, it was Bandcamp, oh, actually. Oh, Bandcamp. Yeah. I think that might be where he first released it, in fact. Oh, wow. All the way back in uh, 2009. Huh? Yeah, he has a, a reference to MySpace on this album and how he has more friends on MySpace yeah. and how relevant it is. <laughs> uh, did you ever have an e-music account? What does that mean? What does E stand for? I, it's electronic. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I would assume I had this service for a long time and I think it was like 15 bucks a month. It wasn't cheap, but it gave you just credit to download music oh. once a month. Um, but you got to, for a long time, you got to download it by the track as opposed to by the minute or whatever. So all tracks were considered were worth the same credit. Even if it was like at the, t- at the time I was in, I was studying music and I was listening to like a bunch of like hour long, you know, minimalist like tracks NC or whatever, you know? And yeah. So like I, I would just download hours and hours of music like every month. And uh, that's how I got all of my, <laughs> that's how I got all of my music for school. It was kind of amazing. That's super funny. Oh man. Yeah. I bet, and, I bet uh, it goes the same for yeah. like, you know, 10 second long ICP intros or whatever is like worth the same as yeah, a 70 minute like composition by Terry Riley or whatever. Yeah. They fixed it in just enough time for, uh, for the whole service to become irrelevant. You know, Bandcamp I think is actually the only service that's, I guess Apple music is pretty good about this too. Well, cause they're, they're doing all their streaming stuff now though. So I guess with Bandcamp, it's they you if you use the Bandcamp app, you can stream, uh, and you don't have to download it to your phone. You know, you can just stream the stuff that you've purchased through Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. So if you're actually willing to like do it, but the problem is is that everyone's has to put their stuff on Spotify basically yeah. now. So you know, you're not really incentivized to buy stuff through Bandcamp, and uh, the artists want you to stream their stuff through spotify anyway it's really frustrating the state of things yeah it's kind of like um i guess amazon or any just like really shitty nasty monopoly is like you gotta be on there but it sucks to be on there and they are exploiting you as much as they can yep uh well uh should we jump in should we jump into the songs i don't know if i have any this is the last album before I we get into the Ryan Lewis stuff. Till we're oh yeah 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 t- till 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 the big album the big album the one that beat Kendrick Lamar <laughs> the one that was better than Kendrick Lamar you mean <laughs> uh, that is not what I mean <laughs> it's what the Academy meant i i guess it was it wasn't a best album best I thought rap it was album. best new artist or something oh god even worse yeah, it is worse um 
let's see, Macklemore was Professor Macklemore. Professor Macklemore. Uh, Macklemore was 26 years old when this mixtape came out. Uh, he talks about Seattle a lot. Yeah, I think that I think that part is nice. Yeah, it, he seems to like Seattle and like be uh, be loyal to it, which is which is nice. Um, Seattle these days is like a really weird, like homogenized uh, corporate offshoot of Silicon Valley that seems like has lost almost all of its lo- local culture. Uh, yep. I was just there about two years ago. It was not a good vibe in that place. I was just like, man, this not, not my kind of place. I was considering moving there, my wife and I, and I was like, nope, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's, it, it's what yeah. happens when uh, real estate gets so prohibitively expensive. You can't have just like, weird little mom and pop stores that are devoted to just like random like bullshit which is like my favorite yeah. thing about the concentration density uh of a city um is it right random yeah, bullshit right. and moms and, mom and, pops. and pops don't forget the pops <laughs> gotta have mm. my pops uh once you pops you fun don't stops <laughs> Let's talk about uh, Let's the talk town. About, speaking the of the song. town, that movie with uh, what's his face, the Ben uh, Affleck. Ben Affleck. <laughs> Word say it was my mayor and things have changed But I carry the torch and what I do with that flame It's lit every time that I step on the stage The skyline is etched in my veins You can never put that out no matter how hard it rains Northwest, making you feel the vibes Check how Seattle do Come to my side I mean, I like how y'all do Hey, do you guys know it rains in Seattle? Macklemore yeah. gives a cool shout out to the rain <laughs> Seattle makes me wet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like that chorus a lot, but I, I don't know how much permission he got to, you know, or how much blessing he got to use all of those other rappers. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the part I probably like the most of this song. This is a decent song, but I like the part where other people are rapping. More. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, do you know what that's a sample of is that like a like that that's not somebody he had appear on his track he like just sampled it from someone else is that right yeah there looks like there's two genius annotations the one where it says check how seattle do apparently is from jake one's home Mm. um track Mm -hmm. home uh and then oh they talk about wearing that seattle blue what that means means seahawks Oh, I thought I meant cops. <laughs> no. Did you really? Cameron, it's a thin blue line. <laughs> Seattle Blue yeah. Lives Matter. Our boys in blue. Oh my god, have you uh have you listened to Rascal Boys in Blue? I I understand all of those words individually, but I don't think I can form them into a coherent uh meaning. Okay, so I'll put this in the uh, in the show notes, but there is this like R and B, I guess, artist who did this interpolation of um, what is the song? The Rascal Flat song, "God Bless the Broken Road That Led Me Straight to You," huh. or something like that. God bless the broken road that led me straight to you. 
uh, I don't know if that's the right words, but uh, there's this there's this artist who made this like piano ballad auto tune version of that song with different lyrics. Um, and it ends with fuck the boys in blue, like in the chorus. Uh, and the, uh, and it's actually really beautiful. And, um, I, I really like it. And the video is just him and, and others, I guess his crew in like, hockey no not hockey masks in like ski masks like balaclavas uh-huh. and holding guns and pointing them to, like really scary looking guns and <laughs> pointing them right at the oh. camera so they're bunch. talking about seahawks uh, and what? <laughs> <laughs> how dare you <laughs> i'm trying to promote rascal yeah they're talking fuck the boys in blue the, anyway. the seahawks fans right that's what we we're just talking yeah, about the seattle yeah. blue <laughs> yeah uh yeah i i kind of like he does some interesting stuff so like the the main thing that bothers me about macklemore so far is when he just refuses to rhyme uh he refuses to finish a rhyme scheme but in in a non-interesting way Mm -hmm. it makes it just feel like i'm listening to spoken word which i usually don't like unless it's good and his spoken it's word not. is <laughs> just, yeah uh, yeah um yeah he was and, doing that uh, last album but too yeah he's been doing it the whole time and it's yeah. yeah pretty irritating to me but there there are some moments where he will break the rhyme scheme to start a new rhyme scheme which i like mm-hmm. uh do you want to play a sound sample the town lyrics cool rhyme interruption yeah they know what's up, yep. and as a public school student, I learned from my teachers, but became through my music. Take that away, that's vital. Fourteen fathoms deep, do the math, tribal. My greatest teachers, be self-inviter. Word say was my mayor, and things have changed, but I carry the torch, and what I do with that flame, it's lit every time that I step on the stage. Yeah, like, I think that, yeah. I think that's, I think that's decent. He sets up a rhyme for Vita, and then he's like, nope, I'm going to move on to a new rhyme scheme. It it feels like there's purpose to it. Yeah, it helps that it has an internal rhyme also, because in that line he says, word sayer was my mayor, and things have changed. Um, so I think yeah. that helps a lot. Yeah, so there's like little moments like that that I think are promising, because I don't, I don't remember thinking of Macklemore of like the heist Macklemore as having shitty rhymes. Like in general, I feel like he has good rhyming and I don't mind when he breaks the rhyme scheme from memory. Mm-hmm. We'll see next week. But yeah. uh yeah, so but there are a lot of moments in this album where it's just like, ah, that just doesn't rhyme or you just rhymed the word house with house or like there's just like a lot of careless <laughs> I'm I much rather when it when they rhyme uh, they, house with mouse. No, that's a good rhyme. It's a classic <laughs> rhyme. Fox, and Fox socks. And, box. <laughs> and locks. And socks. Uh, we got a... Uh, was it Rachel, uh, your wife, that sent sent out the uh, oh. Dr. Seuss with Dr. Yes, Dre beats? exactly. Yeah, someone wrapped yeah. Uh, Fox and Socks to a beat, and it's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. 
Also, if we're going to be putting videos in the show notes, yeah. I made a, a mashup video where I took a bunch of Rammstein uh, concert footage and overlaid it with Tiny Tim's uh, Living in the Sunlight, Loving in the Moonlight. And I think it's very... It, it tick, tickles <laughs> that me. That was you? Yeah. I didn't... <laughs> we'll okay. put a link to that in the show notes because uh, I'm quite proud yeah, of it well, and it makes me smile just thinking about it I was unaware that, that you had made it uh, yeah it's kind of amazing uh, and then I, then I went down a, um, a uh, little internet rabbit hole about Tiny Tim who is a fascinating character he's, he's a little bit like Daniel Johnston should we spend the rest of the show talking about yeah, that he's more interesting <laughs> than Macklemore that's for sure <laughs> he's kind of like an outsider artist musician sort of like daniel johnston but he's also kind of a musical archivist also okay so you're not talking about the the character from from dickens no uh, dickens yeah no it's okay. it's his stage name i forget what his his real name is it it's like uh something armenian i think um but yeah, he's he was introduced sarcastically as as Tiny Tim uh, at like a vaudeville show because he was six one and it just like stuck. Yeah, um, so check out Tiny Tim, everyone. Okay, all right, I will inc- include the the definitive link to Tiny Tim. Once yeah, I the, find one, it. <laughs> the one the uh, one to tinytim.com slash definitive dot html. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's let's talk about at the party. Okay. Hearing bones, Jerry Curl activator, Shakti hopped on the mic and the party started cracking and this dude in the background looked familiar who was dancing. But I don't know, he seemed dope. The whole party was like we headed back to the East Coast. Yeah. You're a lot more connected to like classic hip hop well, than I am. I think you've done a lot more some listening. Of it. It's it's pretty spotty. I'm definitely no connoisseur, that's for sure. Did you did you get these references? Explain this song. Oh Nathan. shit. Um I recognize some of the names like Africa Bombata and Cool Herc, uh Rocksteady, Sugar Hill Run DMC, of course, Busty and Beasties. Like this is it's almost like this is a um it's it's kind of a metaphor because he he kind of goes through a timeline of rap as if it was a party that these artists are playing at. Um, it's it reminds me a little bit of whenever a famous musician dies, like when Prince died. They're like, "Man, Heaven's really putting together a kick-ass band up there." It's <laughs> kind of what Macklemore is doing, and, uh, <laughs> but set in a party. All of these artists are definitely in heaven, and they're definitely collaborating. They get and along, <laughs> and none of them are in hell. <laughs> they get along. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely not hooked on heavy drugs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're definitely not overdosing and going to double heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which uh which artists do you think are in the are in the band in double heaven probably all the the ones in the 27 club Jimi hendrix kurt cobain um i forget who else is in that they died so early you know so they they probably just like (laughs) did it again (laughs) while they're up there (laughs) 
Oh, shit. Oh, boy. That was... Uh. Anyway. Sensitive. Yeah, very sensitive. Uh, anyway, Dr. Dre, Big Daddy Kane. Uh, Macklemore went, says, went to the next room, had the 90s on it. Hell yeah. Ayo, it smelled like Chronic. Dr. Dre's album. Hella gin and ju- juice and gin, rather. Grab my cup, try to fill it to the brim ice cube yeah so he's like he just basically he name checks the bloods and crips talking shit and straight scheming um he talks about a jerry curl activator i thought i think that must be a specific reference um uh i here's something i don't actually know what a jerry curl is hmm. it is a it is a hairstyle produced by hair products um that famously does not stand up to heat which leads to um samuel l jackson's character in do the right thing who's a local dj in brook i think it takes place in brooklyn in red hook maybe uh but he it's like a really hot day and he's like it's a jerry curl alert because uh-huh. you know the idea <laughs> okay so i'm looking at pictures here and it was okay. popular in like the 80s and 90s yeah. early 90s it it's sort of like relaxed right uh yeah like it's it's just like relaxed a little bit like it's um, relaxed and then like styled gotcha it's like not quite straightened but it, it sort of hangs right. down yeah eddie murphy but it's still very had curly. That hairstyle during the 80s um I've seen a picture of um, the Thriller cover from Michael Jackson's Thriller. It seems like he has one. Oh there. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Now I understand. So, like the activator being whatever chemical does that. Yeah. Or maybe it's a metaphor for like something that makes you flip your wig or whatever. Gotcha. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, what happens at the end of the song, though? This I, that's where it got a little more interesting to me. Um, I haven't read all the lyrics to this album because of the old uh, Eminem style relapse. Uh, so let me just quickly scan that. Yes. <laughs> there was a new room, a new dude named Shady in the aftermath. Speaking of Eminem, hi, my name is what? He samples from um, uh, the real Sim Shady. Oh, by the way, in a re- I was talking. I was talking about on our little mini podcast show called what's in the box weekly, which is a little weekly show where we talk about the things that have been making us flip our wigs lately. I was talking about how good better call Saul is. And in one of the recent montages, they were playing the song that Eminem sampled for the real slim shady. And it's a, it's a pretty cool song. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and it's like that's it's basically the entire Eminem song is just from that sample. He doesn't really add anything else to it. It's just like the one thing. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I forget what it was called though. <laughs> that's the end of the story. Cool. I'll I'll have it in the in the show notes. So, uh what happens in the, in the end of this song is uh the party within the course of an evening starts to get uh it it starts to get like sponsored by like uh Pepsi and Coca-Cola and uh Spike I guess Spike TV. <laughs> I don't actually uh. know what's supposed to be going on mm-hmm. there. Uh and uh there's a huge line and uh it just becomes corporate. Um uh 
I think I have a sound sample. Do you want to play the one that says interesting yeah, ending? Yeah, here we go. And everyone in line was out there trying to get respect And then the party got put on the internet Shit, they bum rushed the door You couldn't move anymore There was a room on the floor And out came the neighbors Getting on TV and complaining about the noise Bill O'Reilly and Oprah came down And they started hating The venue wasn't making money Cause no one was paying Unless you had Lil Wayne or T-Pain in the room Nas came down and said the party was dead Somebody lit a match All you heard was a A boom, a boom. Yeah, so he, I guess, is bemoaning the the death of hip-hop, I guess. Hip-hop is dead, and he's definitely the one to make that um, (laughs) diagnosis. I think, you know, in the earlier song, it seems like he's trying to say he was was a part of a thriving hip-hop scene where there's, like, ciphers and, like, there's an underground thing going on, and then apparently that isn't around anymore because of the commercialization of hip hop music. And it seems like he was into hip hop music, like at the very tail end of that, unless that stuff is still alive somewhere, but I guess maybe it's not anymore in Seattle. So I, I don't want to like completely discredit. (laughs) It seems like he, he has actually cut his teeth and he has actually like, he's, he's at least claiming that he's invested time in the community and he has something to personally mourn. Mm -hmm. He would he would have us believe that, but um, but yeah maybe <laughs> I don't know I I would love to hear uh, an another uh, is all this stuff actually dead I don't know yeah has it actually been ruined uh, I mean wait do you mean the specific people he talks about I, are they are they ruined well I'm I'm no I'm just saying like you know. He's saying he's he's saying in the song that uh, hip hop the party uh-huh. got ruined when it got put on the internet among other things. You know, it's like one could also argue that hip hop has thrived in a new way and has become more accessible to more people. Um, and yes, more people who are appropriating it, but also more underprivileged people who are often people of color are now have access to it as well and can get their stuff out there and can have more avenues to be heard you know so like i don't know i feel like it's uh not the greatest take the hip-hop is that is a party that was great and now is shitty Mm -hmm. yeah it's a pretty short-sighted thing i think for him to say uh to not see any of the potential that this um that it's not an explosion that destroys the party it is like an opening of the doors so the party spills out into the surrounding neighborhood to extend his metaphor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, there's a weird, it's like the party actually exploded at the end. Cause someone lit a match. A boom. <laughs> like, okay. And then everyone died. Yeah. It seems a little, I don't know. Myopic. Mm. Yeah exactly not to mention like this is something he released on Bandcamp, which i think last time i checked is on the internet (laughs) yes uh i think it's also what one little thing i want to zero in on the the introduction the, the the before he actually enters the party he's having like a a little confrontation with the bouncer uh-huh. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it it actually sounds a lot like the intro to Thrift Shop. Oh, that's right. It kind of does, doesn't it? You want to play yeah. that? I walked in with the pimpster. What up? Doorman's like you on the list. Like, yeah, like he does that weird like vocal lowering in Thrift Shop too, right? And, yeah, and he also says like roll up into the club like what up I got a big cock. Yeah. And it it, it sounds like it's like sort of recycled yeah. from this from this lyric. I walked in with a pimp strut. What up? And a really similar yeah. like um it's very similar rhythm also. Yeah. I also I'll say I mean we'll get to this song, you know, I think next week. Um but uh that's not my favorite line in that song. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm just gonna like have a hot take here. I I don't love it when Macklemore talks about his penis. Yeah. Or even if he's being ironic. Yeah. I don't really. Just don't, I, just, I don't. I don't really it. love when he talks about any kind of sex or sexuality. <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, should we talk about the club? Let's talk about the club. Yeah. Yes, they're spinning R. Kelly's remix of the remix about a chicken skeeted on her belly. The females, hair done and they're plenty. I got two dollars, I charge that bartender round the penny. We're going to the club, club. Put me another one, gonna get no, no. Hopefully end up with a girl I can fuck, fuck. Cause baby, you know that I meant love, love. Who's coming with me back to my turn? So this is obviously like a song that is kind of about the club scene but is also an example of club like music intended for clubs what level of irony or how much irony do you think is present in this song i think it's supposed to be a straight up joke song yeah uh it doesn't mean that nothing in it is true like he he sort of says he what does he say at the very end of this uh Oh, I'm looking at the next song. Ooh, boy. I don't want to talk about the next uh. song. Um, so here... Uh, do it every weekend. This is the life. You better peep it. And it ain't no secret. The club sucks. But do we go? Better believe it. Mm-hmm. So this whole song is about having high hopes about what will happen at the club, mostly sex-related, and just having a good time-related. And then it's not really living up to your expectations and, but you know, ultimately you're going to go again. So I think it's supposed to be, yeah, kind of tongue in cheek. Yeah. Especially with lines like, um, do you, you want to play the sound sample that says, uh, self deprecating? Yeah. Beautiful. I wish I could confidently be like, girl, you don't know what I would do to you. I get it back to the pad and I probably bust my pants. She'd be like, Oh, poppy. I'd be like, Sorry. Uh, not quite sure how to feel about that. <laughs> I think that is a, it, it, it's sort of played for laughs in in a kind of Eminem way, but I th- I do think it is an interesting idea, like um, the idea of going out to like get pick like to pick someone up in this environment that you have to you have to be very like confident you have to have like a lot of swagger but ultimately it's like are you really going to be able to follow that up with like very serious uh sexiness yeah <laughs> you know that's true i don't know if he really 
had that much depth when he was writing it also lonely it's, it seems like he's mostly just wants to laugh yeah, also yeah. lonely planet or lonely island rather not lonely planet that's the travel guides lonely island did it better <laughs> with the song jizz in my pants uh, jizz in my pants yeah that is a pretty good one yeah um and they they heighten it in a pretty funny way yep. <laughs> like the the characters in there are just like have absolutely no they're just teenage boys and like if there's a stiff wind they just in the, oh just, just hearing pants. the word stiff is enough uh yeah <laughs> one time i was in church camp oh i and, like where this uh, is going my our, <laughs> okay my camp counselor was like talking to all the middle school boys uh about masturbation for some reason uh i can and, think of a reason <laughs> yeah and uh you know we were asking about like you know is it is it bad is it sinful does god hate it when we yes 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 yeah different different (laughs) hypotheticals and uh one of the kids asked one of my friends asked what if i masturbate but i'm like not thinking lustful thoughts what if i'm just like thinking about paint dripping on a wall (laughs) (laughs) and i think about that all the time (laughs) that's sexy sexy paint oh shit dog that's a good way to give yourself uh, a fetish i think <laughs> well i'm not here to yuck any yums yeah it, it basically it totally uh derailed the uh the whole conversation and i and you know what i'm glad that it did in retrospect good that, that is good <laughs> oh boy watching paint drip now that, that's pretty essential if you think about it that dripping and the viscousness of it Ooh, you've been a naughty wall, haven't you? Yeah, you're dripping. <laughs> you're wet. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, this song is... Uh, it kind of... I can't tell if it's trying to be like purposefully offensive. Well, it seems like it is being purposely offensive, but I can't tell if that's because it's making fun of other, thon- uh, other songs that are offensive or if it's just is being offensive and unaware about it like he uses the r word the way he talks about women is incredibly objective i have a sound sample of that in case people want to hear that oh, word. you got you love you love to hear it sweaty girl, sweaty girl. In the corner on E-bomb, thinking she's in a missy video but really looks like a retard yeah. and there's the so i mean this was around the time this is around the same time that eminem started saying it too. yeah it was it was kind of having a moment like there was that um uh black eyed peas song uh oh let's get is is it let's get it started yeah, in is here. it in the title of the song do they use the r word in the title i don't know just because i i it took years for me to learn that it was actually let's get retarded <laughs> apparently one of the uh Oh, it's apparently it's called "Let's Get It Started." Or no, yeah. that's the that's the um, that's the radio. That's the edit. radio edit. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh wait, so the oh, I thought they like in the chorus they they first said "Let's Get It Started" and then they rhymed it with "Let's Get Retarded." That's what uh, I maybe. thought, but maybe it's maybe i just i thought it was just combine the versions in my head i thought it was just the offensive one constant constantly um yeah there's a lot of lines about the different races of girls and what they're doing oh (laughs) yeah he 
definitely talks about different races of girls a lot in this uh so song he says he says this about the white girls that they're looking for some big black dick uh don't don't and the black girls are all don't forget that he talks about uh white girls (laughs) getting orange like spray tans and he's like hey it's not florida yeah thought she was puerto rican started talking i'm like whoops it's a honky she's just hella orange hey what is the (laughs) hey uh are you (laughs) what is the official statement like what is the what is the stance in culture about anybody saying honkies especially white people also side note uh what is the stance in culture about saying by implication that puerto rican people are orange apparently <laughs> that's a okay that's a great point <laughs> is that what you think michael Moore? uh but yeah honkies um because uh, is it isn't that isn't that an an african-american vernacular english word yeah it an aave word for white people yeah it is um i mean but at the same time i guess it's like <laughs> it's like if you said honky and then could a black person be like hey that's our word <laughs> it's i mean it kind of it kind of is it kind of is though yeah it's, i mean it's it's not it seems it seems important yeah it, it really does like and it's because of the of the power differential it's not because like whichever group gets like gets to own the slur that's about them it's more like uh when you are in a privileged group, you don't get to use language that uh, demeans other groups, essentially. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just like a weird kind of pocket in there where it's like ultimately the word is about white people, you know. And it's I'm not saying that like white people are persecuted by having this like derogatory word about them. I really don't care. Um, but it is interesting in terms of like ownership and who gets to say it. Um, I don't know. I guess I, I, I feel weird when like white people refer to themselves as gringos sometimes. Yeah. And other times it's just like, it's just a, a, a practical way of like, I had a friend, who, a white friend who lived in Brazil for a long time. Um, and he said that he was a gringo model. Um, oh and it's like okay i guess that's like uh that's probably what they called you and that's just like practical way of explaining one of the jobs that you had one of the gigs yeah. you had that's interesting um, i didn't know they used that word in brazil uh, well according huh. to him and he's fluent in dude like say brazilian not just it not just <laughs> no in portuguese in brazilian portuguese uh but uh yeah he wasn't just like a, a tourist like he lived there for a long time and um as far as i know mainly plays choros um <laughs> for oh, that's cool so that's a the, the music th- yeah, uh, Andrew Andrew Finn McGill. Go uh, check him out. Uh, he go buy his albums because he his all of his tours yeah, are canceled. Exactly. <laughs> and listen to his episode of Get Up in the Cool. Um, what? Uh, what else does he say about Asians kicking with Asians uh, at the party? Yeah. The Latinos are too beautiful. That's oh man, all of this is so cringy, but for such different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a real smorgasbord it's 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 a it's an embarrassment of riches of different reasons to cringe yeah um 
Yeah, fuck this song. Uh, <laughs> At a certain point, like, mocking people for being offensive is just like, you, you can't, I don't know. It's like the same thing about people. Well, he does it in the next song, too. It's called American. It's just like, dude, it's not successful. Let's, let's move on to the next song. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. do that. Yeah. I don't home to Samoa, wherever they come from. They're taking our jobs, eating our hamburgers, taking our jobs. They're taking our jobs. I see them in the field, I'm taking their head off. I hate my job and I hate my boss, but I love my country. And I pray to God that the Cowboys win. Fuck yeah, Romo! And the Cowboys win. That's right, that's right, that's right. Come on. Everybody, so, Cameron, I think... <laughs> People seem to think that satire is really easy. And uh, this is in the age of John Stewart and Stephen Colbert, who I would argue are the height of like effective satire um, in our culture before satire became not really a thing that you can really just do. Anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because the real life sat- satirizes itself constantly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he people seem to think it's really easy, and so does Macklemore because he, you know, like in the last song he tried to do it, and in this song he tries to do it for a different group, for uh, the group of people that might be called quote unquote rednecks, uh, people who um, are you know Jeff Dunham fans, uh, people who watched T- <laughs> Team America: World at Police and thought it was good, and that's what they wanted. Um, uh, people who voted for George W. Bush, uh, people who really supported yeah. the war in Iraq and Afghanistan, people who live in Aberdeen, Apparently. Washington. Um, yeah, yeah, which I I mostly knew as um where Kurt Cobain was from originally, but right. someone named D. Sane on Genius says that it is apparently one of the quote most redneck areas in Washington and notoriously racist with numerous neo-Nazi slash white nationalist groups operating in the area, which I didn't know about, uh, Aberdeen. Right. I mean, I knew it was like a depressed old Uh, logging town. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, if you, if you, if you want to like make a statement about actual neo-Nazi, I don't know. Uh, he's just making fun of poor people though. Yeah. When he says, He's making fun of rural people. Yeah, he, he literally says, uh, when he talks in the like intro, that. he says, hey, how are y'all doing there, folks? My name is Aberdeen, Washington, which is such an inexplicable decision. Uh, in the genius notes, it says, Macklemore makes him out to sound uneducated and generally narrow-minded in a powerful criticism of Southern ideals. Powerful? Yikes! Well, A, not powerful you- criticism, but also... <laughs> He's he's specifically talking southern about ideals? Pacific Northwest. He is. These are not Southern ideals. He yeah. literally, he literally name checks one of the most Northwestern um, towns in the continental <laughs> United States. Like it's right there on the coast. You can't get much more west than that. You can get a little bit more north, yeah. but not that much more west. It's not very <laughs> close to the south. Yeah. Not to mention. Um, um, South has more than uh, one kind of ideal or one set of ideals. Uh, it's where most of the nation's black people live, for instance. And uh, I doubt that yes. they would uh, 
say that they subscribe to these ideals or maybe agree that they would be quote unquote called Southern ideals. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, um, I know you're putting yourself out there speaking for black America, but I, I don't think that's unreasonable for you to, to, for you to put out there. Yeah. You know, I think I, I have, let's see, I have, uh, I have, well, it's, he's more of an acquaintance, but I know a, a black person. So I think I can speak for all of black America. Uh, oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, shout out to, Shout out to Nathan's black <laughs> wife, <laughs> who uh, I'm sure uh, puts a stamp of approval on everything he says in public on her behalf. Absolutely. It's, it's what gives me the uh, immunity <laughs> to say whatever I want and suffer no criticism <laughs> or uh, have to listen to anyone correct me. So, um, sp- speaking of, like, blistering satire... <laughs> Uh, yeah exactly uh, like back you know, to the song you know how, people seem to think it's easy and uh nobody should ever do it except yeah. for me because i'm very good at it and whenever i do it it's very successful Ah, oh, fuck what have i done let's let's listen yeah it's let's listen to an extended sound sample of just some redneck gay panic satire oh. which to be fair Stephen Colbert is still kind of the worst about this and um, people still haven't figured out uh, or straight people at least haven't figured out how to effectively uh, satirize uh, homophobia. I would argue. Yeah, I think that might be right. Yeah, Tony Romo and the guy so damn cute. I want to stack his boner and ride him broke back all the way to Wyoming. No homo. Psych. Hey, I said no homo. Hey, fuck terrorists. I mean, like, I don't want to fuck a terrorist. Guys, I'm kidding. I like Romo. I don't like Romo. I said fuck terrorists, not I want to fuck a terrorist. You wouldn't. If you caught me a lot of you wouldn't give him one in the butt. Uh, For America, so if you said no uh, homo right so after awful. you did it, it doesn't count if it's Jokes about, uh, I, I actually think... Liberty. Come in here. You you think it's good to make jokes about anally raping uh, Bin Laden? Oh, interesting. Okay. So. Absolutely, absolutely not. Uh, but the the Eminem song uh, late into his discography, where he actually has a character that's having a gay panic moment in a very similar way, and he's talking about this really elaborate situation where you trip and fall in while playing golf, oh. while playing putt putt right. golf. <laughs> And uh, and anally penetrate someone else, and it's the it's a lady the lady doth protest too much kind of situation, right. but it's actually kind of funny um, because he's so clearly painting the picture of this person who's afraid to be uh, labeled gay, but actually kind of needs to talk about right, it. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, even then, it's just like I don't know what business Eminem has. <laughs> it's the closest he got as homophobic as he right, is yeah historically but yeah this is like uh yeah this is terrible yeah it's 
I, I don't think this song succeeds on like any level. <laughs> no. And he puts on that uh, weird like um, voice too. It's just like, yeah. Uh, I don't know. So I don't know if I actually really want to talk about any of the rest of this album. Uh, the album starts to get good, I would say, once other rappers enter, which is most of the rest of the uh, album. Yeah. Um, There's that. Let's see. Which and, which song is the one that he? I think it's uh, "Fallen" is the one that he just like straight up grabbed the whole song and. Whoa. Or no, it's uh, North by Northwest is the one where he just like took someone else's song and inserted his own verse and put a new backing track on it or something. That's really weird. It really rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, I don't think that's a great decision. I, I, yeah, I wonder to what extent he, he got any actual permission for yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. Um, there's a song about graffiti. There's a song where he has a he has an alternate uh, an, an alter ego named uh raven bowie and it's called and we danced and it's just a really hacky character do you want to just play at least one sound sample so people can hear it and sort of like throw up in their mouths a yeah, little bit i love that <laughs> it's like not it's not I play this song please i save my life come on leave your fear back off the wall free your beats and pussy pop if you don't have a pussy pop a cock into a boot tie to a bullseye, yeah, yeah. And we danced, oh, and we cried, oh, and we laughed, oh, and had a really, really, really good <laughs> so, time. Oh, oh, that's really dumb to to have the line. Yeah, especially like in in we a, had a really, really, really <laughs> good time. It's like okay. Yeah, th- this is in post flight of the Concords uh, music scene. So you can't, you can't. That do is this. an example of satire that like do actually pass. works. I think. Yeah, I think it works because it's it's usually it operates in the realm of pastiche, right. um, where they're where they're actually making actual art. Yeah, and usually it's to one extent or another they are making themselves the butt of the joke, rather than like trying to use it to specifically attack someone. You know. Like Macklemore. Yeah, and it's all in the context of these artists trying to trying to participate in different musical mm-hmm. traditions, um, trying to make a hip hop song, trying to make a power ballad, and then failing. Right. And that's where, yeah, that's what you're saying. Like they're the butt right. of the jokes. Yeah, Macklemore. It's really hard to say what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, in in like American, it's like pretty the- clear <laughs> he's trying to make you know a well, quote unquote yeah. redneck the butt of the joke. <laughs> All of these characters are like this. This is, I mean, to be fair, this is an unplanned mixtape. Maybe we shouldn't. This all seems like a YouTube video, you know, like level of artistry. Obviously, there's great YouTube YouTubers hmm. out there, but like the kind of thing that would catch uh, a a big audience of people just sort of absentmindedly clicking through or, or mindlessly sharing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to get to next, the album for next week, uh, because it is a Grammy award winning album, or at least, uh, they won a Grammy. Can we, can we put this to rest? What, what actually, uh, yeah, (laughs) Let's see. I will. I'm on his Wikipedia page. Grammy 
let's see. He won. F- oh, they won four Grammy Awards in 2014, including Best New Artist, Best Rap Album for the Heist, Best Rap Song, and Best Rap Performance for Thrift Shop. Jesus fuck. Huh. Really? Oh, uh, will you. Uh, yeah, uh, come on in. Hi, hi, Theo. What you what you need? I'm almost done. Okay. Oh, I really need to wrap up. Um, wrap, wrap, be wrap. Hold, hold on. Um, there's a. Will you find this video if if you just Google Macklemore Grammy and there's a video that says Kendrick Lamar reacts to Macklemore Grammy? Can you just play that? Kendrick Lamar finally responds to claims that he was robbed by Macklemore at the Grammys. Oh, this should be good. Corsetti here. So remember when the internet was all up in arms with Macklemore and his producer Ryan Lewis won like all the rap categories at Sunday's Grammys? Well, the consensus seems to be that Kendrick Lamar should have taken home at least one of those trophies. And soon after, we found out that Macklemore himself felt the same way when he posted this screenshot of an apologetic text he sent the Cali rapper saying, it's weird and sucks that I robbed you. What? Oh no! Well, despite public opinion online, Kendrick had no hard feelings towards the Seattle rapper. He told XXL in an interview this week that Macklemore's wins were well-deserved He went out there and hustled and grinded. Still, it's kind of hard to believe that a guy who gave a Grammy performance like this one managed to win zero out of seven nominations, right? But if you ask me, Kendrick seems confident that this isn't the end of his award season glory. He said, everything happens for a reason. The universe comes back around. That's how it goes. Did you miss out on all the Grammy moments? No sweat. Click right uh, here. Yeah, and right, right here to here, see which sir. artists. <laughs> uh, well, it seems like he's uh, being a real consummate professional. Yeah, he's... Which is good. Yeah, he's, he's being uh, extremely generous and uh, kind about it. Yeah, and Macklemore's being weird. He's being it's very weird. It's weird to... <laughs> to text to text someone and then to tweet a picture of your text the optics of that are really shitty yeah i think think that's it's like i know this phrase has been stolen by uh like the biggest assholes on the planet but it is basically virtue signaling yes um it kind of well well yeah more on more on that next week calling a moron back uh yeah <clears throat> okay so let's let's put us out of our misery and end this episode <laughs> um thanks for listening everyone um we'll be talking about the heist next week from 2002 three years after this in the meantime you can visit us online at boxset.website email us at email at boxset.website uh you can go on itunes write us a review or just click the stars you don't even have to write the whole review just hit the stars um, if you want to help us continue making this show, you can go to support.boxset.website for our Patreon, and you'll get access to... What do you get access to, Cameron? Our, our weekly bonus show, What's in the Box Weekly, and a bunch of, uh, a bunch of movie commentaries that intersect with the artists that we've covered in the past, like the ICP movies, uh, uh, Mamma Mia, uh, when we covered ABBA, um, and uh, pretty soon, 8 Mile will do that eventually.
Yes, we keep we keep saying how we're going to do it, and we will. Yeah, <laughs> it's, there's been uh, some shit going on in the world. You might have noticed. It's true. Yeah. You can also listen to Cameron's other podcast. It's called Get Up in the Cool, and it is and is about uh, mostly old time music, but also includes some other acoustic musics. It's tr- traditional music. Traditional music. Yeah, that's a better way of putting it. Um, yeah. Meaning old. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So until next week, everyone, I've been Nathan Hunt and I'm going to double heaven. I'm Cameron DeWitt and I have a paint fetish. <laughs>